Okay, it's Milo Falcha, lads and ladies. Thanks for listening to this, the first episode of Chapter Master's Memoirs. Yay. It's me, Hurlis Painting, aka Marching, aka Martin. And throughout this podcast, we'll talk to a number of people about the factions they currently use in 40k, specifically in what they'll be using in a local league that's starting up in January. And this league was originally meant to be a nice, fun and fluffy league, but whenever the list submissions came in, all by jazzes. Let me tell you, it was spicy! So yeah, as well as that, we'll also be reviewing recent games between myself and guys locally, and just general hobby goss. Tell our heads, so hot right now. Okay, so for my list that I'm using in the league, I am running the new Black Templar Codex. Well, Black Templar Supplement from the Space Marine Codex. Uh, so far, it's done pretty well for me. So basically, the list is Grimaldus and Retinue. He's my Warlord. I've got Helbrecht in there, and I've got the Emperor's Champion. So three very much kind of in-your-face characters who will be up the board, torpedoing as quickly as possible. Uh, I can hang back a wee bit with Grimmy, but he need, he's a buff piece, and the stuff he wants to buff is going to go forward as fast as possible, so he kind of needs to keep up the pace. Uh, in troops, I've got a Primaris Crusader squad. They they do work, but to be honest with you, I just included them in the list because oh they're fluffy as fuck, like and the sculpts are gorgeous. So yeah, uh, I had to I had to put them in there. Probably would have been better with another squad of assault intercessors or something like that, but ah sure, they look lethal. Uh, so I have speaking of, I have a ten man squad of assault intercessors. They work really well, especially with the buffs that Grimmy puts out, which is a five up shrug and an extra attack so if you put that on a big unit like the assault intercessors you're talking ah, just just drowning someone in dice in terms of attacks and then they have a, a five up shrug against mortals and a five up normal shrug uh, and the way i run it with the vows they get a five up and vulnerable save as well so they're a really good target unit and then i have another six man squad of assault intercessors um and last but not least i have a five-man squad of normal intercessors with bolt rifles they're just my kind of my backliners to hold any home field objectives that be dependent on the mission uh elites uh, we'll start off with i have a sword brethren squad uh, primara sword brethren squad these guys were just too good not to put in the kit is unbelievable jeff it really is fantastic uh i was it was either between them and blade guard and although blade guard there might be an argument as to say Oh, Blade Guard are lethal, three wins, the Storm Shield and all. Yeah, but like they're pricey for for a three-man unit. And this Sword Brethren squad being a five-man unit, oh, it's it's just got so much it's got so much fluff behind it as well. Like, so we have one power sword, one power maul, one power axe, dual lightning claws, and finally the Thunder Hammer. And I'll talk more about the Thunder Hammer later. He does some serious work. Uh, we have a three-man squad of Flamestorm Aggressors. The Flamestorm Aggressors, they're all right. They're just kind of, they do they fill the same role as the normal Intercessors do. They can either hold a midfield or a home objective, uh, deny deep strikes, put out Auspex scan potential with all the Flamestorm gauntlets. And yeah, they can they can be a bit of a distraction. I don't usually plan anything around them, but they can, they can throw opponents off if they're not kind of ready for them. 
uh, as well we have finally three Redemptor Dreadnoughts I mean anyone who plays Marines or plays against Marines regularly will know Redemptor Dreads are just your bread and butter uh, the the toughness the amount of wounds the output so they're all copy paste we have the Macroplasma uh, because realistically with this list the only kind of ranged ranged attack we have that can damage vehicles will be this plasma so we have three macro plasmas uh, we have the missiles on top the onslaught gatling in the fist and storm boulders in the chest yeah teddy guns so yeah that's that's the list in its totality so as i said first things first the thunder hammer wielding sword brother oh just he, he is phenomenal the, the, the damage he can put out is ridiculous high. So I've equipped him with the Champion of the Feast and a Master Crafted Weapon. So the Champion of the Feast gives him an extra weapon skill, an extra attack, and an extra wound. And the Master Crafted Weapon bumps up his Thunder Hammer to do 4 damage per swing. Uh, and he alone, in my first game, killed 3 Custodies in 1 round of combat. In my next game, he alone killed one Wave Serpent in one round of combat. And in my last game there with them, he killed two Scorpac Destroyers and two Locust Heavy Destroyers. Again, in his first round of combat. He's just an animal, and that's all on his own. The man's a boss, like, so he, he's been given a name. And obviously, whenever whenever I come up to give him any actions or interactions in the game, I have to say his name and have to spout it in, like, some sort of angelic kind of voice. So I'm always like, Beartold! He deserves it. He, he's an absolute legend. Uh, and secondly, the Emperor's Champion is a bad, bad man. And that's all. So yeah, uh, my first game was against Custodes, as I just secretly mentioned there now. That was my first loss with them. And to be honest, that was the first game with the Black Templars in general. Not to mention the first game using a Marine Army in about two years. So I'm happy enough. I did lose. Fuck Custodes. But... Uh, the loss, I think, from memory, it was like an eighty-five to seventy loss. So even at that, I'm pretty happy with how they how they played. Then after that, I kind of went back to the book, looked up strats, looked up unit entries, and and did did more research from there. The second game was against Eldar, and that was a good game as well. I, I think I ended up scoring like ninety odd points with that. Uh, it was close up until the later rounds, and then the, just the combat punch of the Templars really really spelt doom for the the pointy eared pointy-eared freaks uh last game only recently was against necrons again a very good game close up until i think it was round four uh and then the 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 points started coming away from the necron player mainly because again it's just that combat potential if you can keep enough units alive and especially characters they can just end up slicing through whatever's left of the opponent's force uh so yeah i'll start off with the the game against the the eldar that was against a buddy of mine that was james who is gilgalade on instagram and gilgalade is basically gilgalad from the lord of the rings but with an a in front of the i near the end uh gilgalad dm 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 and the pointy ears and that ended yes i've got the score here 87 76 to the templars so as i said that was actually a very close game uh highlight of the game for me well i'd say for everyone actually <laughs> for diff for different reasons was uh i charged a re my redemptor grimaldus and helbrecht into his avatar of cain the i think the redemptor killed it but it then got back up and killed my redemptor in turn 
and the Redemptor ended up exploding and took wounds off everyone around him, including five mortal wounds off Helbrecht, even though he's got a shrug. So that, that was ridiculous. Uh, okay, so I think there we'll take a wee break. And yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll be back soon. And we're back, and now we're going to talk about the next game I had, which was against a good buddy of mine, Frankie, who is Mediocre Miniatures by Frank on the Owl Insta. So again, ugh, an absolutely hilarious game. Uh, he got first turn and immediately opened up with three Locust Heavy Destroyers on one of my Redemptors. And even with the minus one to the damage, he had rerolls from the Silent King. And with uh, his first salvo did 18 wounds to my Redemptor and just absolutely annihilated it. So before that I was kind of looking at them and I was like, I was laughing and I was thinking, ah, these guys are, d I haven't seen anyone use them so clearly they're a pile of shite. Straight away, had to sit up, take notice and I was like, holy fuck, the big booty boys have got it, boy. So, uh, <laughs> needless to say, they actually stuck around because they were in woods for the whole game with a two-up armor, toughness five, four wounds, minus one to hit. Ah, there was nothing I could do until my sword brethren got into them and good old Bilthold did the job. But uh, yeah, so uh, I'll, I'll touch on another moment of the game which was hilarious for both of us but horrendous for me. And that was basically he Veil of Darkness, 20 warriors and a cryptek right in front of three my three flamestorm aggressors so i auspex scanned with them and spent another few cp for a black templar strat to give all my flamers a blast so basically i opened up with 36 automatic hits and in the end killed three bloody warriors fucking ridiculous behavior <laughs> but anyway, uh, it was a great game. The crack was had on both of our ends. Uh, Frankie, a very good friend of mine, it was actually the second game of 40k he played the whole year of 2021. And he didn't do too bad at all. It finished 93.65 to the Templars. Uh, and hopefully, fingers crossed, Frankie will be here next episode with his own thoughts on the game and his own feedback and how his play went and the potential for what he could do better in the league coming. Okay, uh, I mean, bear in mind that both his list and my list, the Black Templars and Necrons, they, those lists are the lists that were taken for the league that starts in January and they're locked in. So basically, uh, regardless of what we think, uh, <laughs> that's us. That's us for the foreseeable future now, boy. Uh, Oh yes, actually, but just before we wrap things up here, uh, I just want to wish everyone a happy new year. I uh, hope everyone has, uh, once again, as every hobbyist always does, made a realistic resolution. Mine is obviously to get my pile of shame painted, uh, which is for 40k, my Chaos Knights, Black Templars, and my wee batch of Scions. And for my AOS armies, that would be my Lumineth, Cruel Boys, and Stormcast Eternals. So basically, for me, not realistic at all. Oh well. Uh, yeah, so just finally, a few thoughts on Tao Baby. What's the crack with that railgun? Holy fuck. 
is it? Like, I don't even have the stats in front of me, but offhand, strength 14, uh, minus 6 AP, D3 plus 6 damage, and on a successful wound, the target automatically takes 3 mortal wounds. That's ridiculous. Oh, and because of the hammerhead, it rerolls one hit roll. Well, sure, you're hardly going to put the reroll hit roll into a fucking burst cannon. Like, that's crazy. And the fact that it's not their most powerful weapon. Personally, everyone's saying that, oh, it's only a hammerhead. It's going to be the likes of T7, 13 wins. If that's sub 200 points, I can easily see people taking two of the minimum. To be honest, I have a, I have a large Tau army at the minute, so <laughs> I, can, I can see myself being one of those people. So anyway, uh, that's it for episode one. If you're still with us, muchas gracias. Episode two will be up within the next few weeks, hopefully two weeks, once uh, the new year gets over us and uh, I get talking to Frankie about his input. Uh, and yes, I will get talking to you then. Much love from your favourite Herless. Slana Walla.